0: Here on Lunch Table Talk, we talk about a variety of things. You've heard us talk about sports. You've heard us talk get real with relationships. I've even given you my perspective on a lot of things. But today, I'm finally going to give you what you've probably been wanting to hear or at least think about, I should be talking about, which is my sneaker collection. Now, I must give you some heads up that I am now recording in the room that are full of sneakers and as I look around I'm even astonished myself of how many pairs of sneakers I have and we'll talk about this journey and how we got to here in a few seconds stay tuned. begin this journey of collecting sneakers and the path that put me on this i must first shout out pain 82 and my good friend from ohio demo davis um let me start with pain 82 a few weeks ago the red metallic foams came out and he did a review and i was like man i gotta get those i'm I'm gonna have to get those and he just said inbox me on instagram and i did and he was like yo what size i told him size 12. he happened to be at puffer reds and he copped him for me and he said hey you know we talked over the phone he said how much and you know gonna be the price plus the shipping so where you stay homie he said i stay here in detroit oh you local well shoot i ain't gonna charge you for posting so we eventually set a place to meet up i gave him what i felt was a decent price he accepted and you know i want to just shout him out because he didn't have to do what he did that shows how real of a brother he is i've been a subscriber to his channel um this will add to my phone collection i only collect phone positive ones so this is the 10th pair in my collection i like to get more but you know they're kind of really expensive and not everybody's into foams, but I'm hoping that they'll start producing more foam, foam posits. If you want to know more about foam posits, regardless of his pros, any type of positive shoe, check out this guy's channel. Really check out this channel. He, he's really dope. He's the king of foams. He's Foaminati. Once again, shout out to Paint82. My friend Demo Davis. I met this guy at a Michigan Exchange show and... I bought two pairs of shoes from him, and then it started to snowball. I started to accumulate a lot of things from this guy, because either A, I couldn't get it myself, or B, hey, I just didn't want to get up, hit the apps, or whatever. And the reason why I'm bringing up these two guys to start this episode off with is because that's part of the sneaker game. I hate to tell y'all this, but it's not like it used to be. Once upon a time when you were a kid, you used to go to the store. You used to just say, hey, I want those. Let me get those in a 10. Dude goes in the back. He brings out the 10. And you go to the register. You pay. You got your kicks. Those days are long and gone by now. Except for maybe a few selections, you can still go to the store and buy certain certain shoes. If you are talking about the latest and greatest Jordan retro, forget it. Unless they're sitting like ducks. According to another YouTuber. Quoting him. Sit like ducks. Shout out to the YouTube bad guy. You know who you are. Um, but things have changed. And they've been. This, this is the part of the game. In which everyone. Either likes or hates. It's just part of the game. And. It started for me collecting back, it started in 2014, but prior to me getting going with that, um, a brief synopsis brief of how we got started in collecting sneakers. Um, back in the 90s, I would say 1991, that's when I first saw the shoe I fell in love with. The shoe that I got me back starting collecting sneakers. And that was the Jordan 6 Black Infrared Like, I'm holding a shoe in my hand right now, people. You just, uh, eventually we're going to do video. When you see the video, you're going to be like, okay, I understand. If you ask every sneaker collector, they will tell you there's one shoe. There's one shoe that they have that inspired them to get them into collecting shoes. This was the shoe. Now, back then, my mother was not paying over $100 for a pair of sneakers. And her mind, you gotta be crazy. You want me to spend what? On what? I felt like I was listening to my father. He gave me a look like, shouldn't you want these? These are just as good as those. My mother, hell no. You ain't getting those. They killing people for them shoes. I know you can get some real good shoes. eh? Come with me. We got cold shoes, y'all. Cold Nikes. You know the store, you know the store, coles They sell shoes in there too. Nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with it at all. I got some good shoes out of there. But that wasn't the shoe I wanted. I wanted the infrared six. Black infrared six. So, who knew that 23 years later, I would get that shoe. But in the meantime, there was other shoes I ended up copying in the process. And that's all it is when you're thinking about a person who collects sneakers, it's a process. I went from having probably an average of two pairs of shoes a year to 10 before 2014. That was the highest I ever had in my collection was 10 pairs of shoes prior to 2014. Cause it just felt like you gotta have a shoe for each situation. Each shoe should represent a different variation of yourself, like for instance. Um, you can't wear Jordans everywhere. Sometimes you got to throw on some Air 1s. Sometimes you got to switch it up and put on some Reeboks. Or you're going somewhere where you want to look preppy. You know, you got to throw on the rock ports back then. And of course, when it snows here in Michigan, you got to throw the Thames on. So what happened in 2014? They got me back collecting sneakers. Well, that's when I found out the Infrared 6 was retroing. Now, prior to that, the shoe had retroed a few other times, and let's just say I was spinning my wheels trying to collect a shoe that always eluded me until Black Friday, November of 2014. Now, mind you, I was shaking hard like a hook in church trying to get this shoe off the apps, and that's that's where another, when we get to the next segment, we'll talk about that. But when I finally copped this shoe, it was one of the most amazing moments I would say in my entire life. Yes, I said one of the most amazing moments in my life. So that was Black Friday, Tuesday come. I get home from work, cause I was working day shift at the time. There is a box on my bed. They're here. I'm shaking my head for a couple minutes before I even open the box. Like, what is this? Well, I, got oh, that's them. So once I opened up the box, I pulled the shoe box out of the brown box. And when I opened it up, I was instantly transported back to being that 12-year-old kid that was at Macomb Mall that saw them on the wall. And I said, gotcha! But, <laughs> I... I would say for the rest of that day, I was just jazzed. I just kept looking at them. I just kept, I I even smelt them. Now later on, that would be my routine when it comes to collecting sneakers after watching wear testers. But we'll talk about that in another segment too. The point I'm making is, is that there's, everyone has a story about that one shoe that got them interested in collecting sneakers. Now prior to that, I always thought sneakers were sneakers. I just knew there were certain ones I just should not be wearing. Um, And I would say that moment for me changed how I had to take my sticker game very seriously was in 1990. Sixth grade, end of the year, we're probably two weeks away from getting out of school, a guy makes a poem about my shoes. The whole class laughs. He basically was talking about My pumas. Now, mind you, when I walked through the school, I felt like I was on cloud nine because I love these shoes. They were brand new that I haven't even worn them out the box. If you had a mama like I had, there were just certain shoes you were allowed to wear. There was your school shoes, there was your play shoes, and there was your special occasion gym shoes. Back then, we called them gym shoes. So there were certain shoes I could wear to school. That was that one pair I had. I tried to keep them clean as much as possible sometimes. Then there was that other pair you got probably after Christmas in January, whatever, because now you get now you can switch it up. And then there's that one pair you only can wear when you go to grandma's or, you know, it's just that one pair you have that you can only wear certain places. And mind you, I was still like a kid at that time. I'm like, like I said, I'm out 11 or 12. So I'm 12 in 1990. I'm going on 13 and 91, but the correlation is this guy made the poem, the whole class laughed. I never wore those shoes again. I didn't even wear them around the neighborhood to play around in. I just left them in the box until they turned yellow and I threw them away. That's why in 1991, I said, I gotta have those shoes. I gotta have that. And like I said before, at the end of the day, that's what sneaker collecting is about. There's a, everyone has a story about the shoe that turned them on. There's a shoe that most people or story about their sneakers. Maybe someone has something similar that turned them on to say, to influence them to say, yo, never again. Never again. So now we have to understand why it's important that you have to have a process. Um, prior to getting those infrared sixes, those black infrared sixes, um, a couple of people I worked, I talked to who love sneakers, had told me about this guy on YouTube. And his name is another local legend, Jumpman Bostic. Shout out to him. Very dope Jordan collection check out his channel. He man, he has everything. You love Jordan's, check out his channel. This is not a this is I'm just telling you from my own eyes. Dude is very dope. He has a he has a he has a lot of Jordans. Just check his channel out. And I started to do my research. I started to figure out how was I going to cop these shoes. And I know after that I said I can make this better. And that's the thing about when you work at a place for so long And you do a process for so long, you realize how they make changes, how they alternate and they try to make it more efficient. And that's all you want to do. You want to make your process of copying sneakers the best efficient way you can possibly do it. And they've done it themselves. They've either make it more easier and they've made it more difficult. The easy part was before the Flex app, I was winning everything on Foot Locker and Champs and all of those. I was getting doubles and triples from certain stores. Most people thought I was a reseller. And I said, nah, this is for my own personal collection. What? So you buying two pairs of shoes just certain ones. Not, not, every, not every release I was buying two pairs of shoes. Certain ones I wanted two pairs of. That's correct. Like right now, I have two pairs of carmines. Why? Simple. Something happens, I have another pair. Anything can happen. You could be walking down the street in the middle of nowhere, next thing you know, the shoes get ruined. May not have a cleaning uh, uh, agent to, to get them clean. Each shoe is not perfect, neither. There are defects to a certain degree, but you, it's up to you to know which ones you're willing to live with, which one you're not willing to live without also you know these are shoes they're not meant to be here forever so if you got a lot of shoes you got to wear them so that's what i do i wear mine i rotate them but the biggest thing i would tell you if you're going to start collecting sneakers or be a part of the sneaker culture understand nothing stays the same nothing stays the same this year you was able to cop you was able to get everything next year you might not be able to get squat That's why it's important to network, meet people, go to shows, check out boutiques. You actually got to put in the work to get some of these shoes. And then I will tell you another thing. You got to have patience. Patience, I think, is the number one thing that a lot of people do not have. You got to have patience. You know, Is it more important to have the shoe before it release? For some people it is. And if you're making content, that's what they do. I said to myself on a previous episode that when I thought about starting a sneaker channel, like, that's not what I want to do. I'm not about to spend a whole heap of money just to have a shoe. This is what I can talk about is so I can be first with it. I'm only going to talk about the shoes that I cop and the story behind them. Like with this podcast, I'm just telling you the inside of my mind when I'm thinking about copping shoes and why I cop these shoes. Some of these shoes have a story. Like for instance, now I'm gonna segue into the story part of the shoes. As well as still continue to tell you about the process. See, I only cop the shoes that I really, really want if there's they meet three criteria. A, I've never seen it in that silhouette before. If we're talking about Jordans, my Air Maxes and phone posits, I just cop because I like the color or it's a necessity like they're coming back out with the big bang foams i want those i'm gonna try my best to get those and my air max threes or air max 90s whatever they're calling them it's all about the color i like the color i'm getting it when it comes to jordans there's a method to the madness and that is a i like the color on that particular silhouette B, it's an OG retro. Definitely got to have that. Never had that. Always wanted that. And three, it's in my price range because they're going up. Best case example, I'll talk about the Flint 13s. There's a story that goes with that, but we'll talk about that when we get to the next segment. But when those were coming out, I said, I'm definitely going to cop those because I had those in 1998. That's a funny story with that shoe. I have three different stories about that shoe. I'll share one with you now. I remember there was a foot locker on Woodward, and that's where I caught my first pair of Jordan Thirteens. So I go back, and I realized that you know what? You could put these on the layaway. Hmm. I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna spend all my money today. I put it on layaway. Yeah, back then you could put shoes on layaway. And I remember caps was coming out of the store wearing them. Didn't match nothing they had on, but they were they was rocking them. So I went back a week, you know, end of the week, went copped them. And I'll just say this. They were the most comfortable shoes I've ever had on. Jordan 13 was the most comfortable Jordans I've ever worn next would be 14s and then the 6s but that particular shoe I just thought people was lined up for that shoe I couldn't believe it I was like we we lined up for this I thought it was just you know, a regular shoe I know I like Jordan but I didn't think a lot of people were going to be lining up for him one dude was like I got out of jail to come get this I said you gotta be crazy he's like "No, nah, what's up young buck you mind I cut in front of you? Ain't no problem. And back then, they let you try the shoe on and you stand in line to purchase your shoe. Dude put them on and say, I'm going to wear these out the store. These are dope. Hmm. That might not have been an exciting story for you, but that opened my eyes to a 19-year-old getting ready to turn 20. The next story I would say about the Flint 13s was, that's the reason why I don't like waiting in line at a Foot Locker. I want to say it was it was in the 2000s. I know it was like I couldn't tell you exactly the actual year, but they had retro to shoot. So I found out they were going to come out that Saturday and I it was in Hamtramck and I made sure I, I came back early. Didn't even go to sleep. Got off work, came home, stayed up a little bit then went back to Hamtramck and got in line. There were four other people ahead of me in the line. Now, at the time, they had already had, like, like a couple people going in the store. This old lady comes rolling up, and it was like, I got to get a pair for my grandson. I'm just looking at her like, I don't know what she talking about. So when the security guard opened the door and let the other guys out, they had bags in their hand. I'm like, and it didn't dawn on me that they were resellers. So the next few guys, people went in, were letting people four or five at a time in. She snuck in. She just cut right in front of me. I said, Hey, she, I just looked at the security guard like, really? So she got in. All I know is she, she told the people what size she needed. Next thing know, she's doing a little happy dance. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I'm just hoping they ain't running out of my size. That's all. Cause I heard it was very limited. So we get in there and the guy says, well, before we let y'all in, I'm letting y'all know now we don't have any 9s, no 10s, no 11s, no 11 and a half or 12s or 12s and a half. All we have is 13 through 15. Half the line that was behind me just walked away like, Pfft. I walked in and bought a size 13. I tried to wear it, uh, it just felt, uh, it just felt weird, and I just said, man, I ain't rocking these, these look like big old boats, so I'm sitting there on my mom's couch, and my best friend comes by, and he was like, hey, will you get these, this morning, feeling disgusted, can't even really rock them, he said, word, can I try them on, yeah, go ahead, yeah, dog, I can rock these, yeah, yeah, I can rock these, what size is these? Thirteens. Hey, how much you want for him, man? Just give me what I paid for him. He put the money on the table and walked out. I got my money back, but I was feeling disgusted, really disgusted. And the third one, let's just say it was just joy. Now I know some of y'all might be like, "Really? That's that's the story." Not every shoe has a good story, but there is a story. I'll be back with more questions that I... I have more questions in the next segment. is taking over the world, and if you look on Google, there's an I have an AI on my phone as far as Google, and anywhere else. There's even one you can download to your phone to answer questions. And you saw an episode of South Park; they had a AI that you know the kids was copying and pasting, and it would give it a response. So I thought it'd be interesting to Google questions you would ask a sneakerhead or sneaker enthusiasts so i did that on this ai and it generated me some questions so right now i'm going to read some of them and i'm going to answer them to the best of my ability so here we go uh how long you've been collecting sneakers and how extensive is your collection well i'm going to use this point um i've been back collecting sneakers since 2014 so that's been over the past nine years. Uh, the extension of my collection, you, I can answer that in a couple ways. I have Jordans. I have Phone Posits. I have Nike Air Max 3s or Air Max 90s, depending on what they're calling them. I also have a few pair of Kobe's, a few pair of LeBrons. Uh, I got some Penny Hardaway's, the Penny One, to be exact, and I got a few other miscellaneous things going on over there. I got a, I still got a pair of Kyrie's I got customized, uh, some Nike Air Tempo. So it's it's a it's a very good mixture of sneakers I have in here. Uh, what is your prize pair of sneakers, and what makes them so special to you? Uh Jordan 6, Black Infrared Sixes. That was the first shoe I saw that didn't look like a shoe, looked like a Porsche. That's why they're special. Do you have a favorite brand or designer when it comes to sneakers? Why do you prefer them? Jordan's because they it's a sense of excellence. I would say I didn't really care for the designer. I thought he did an excellent job, but Tinker Hatfield is the GOAT to me. The goat when it comes to making sneakers. He found a way to incorporate certain things from the previous model into the next model. I thought that was just an instantly great gift that he had. Um are you focused on limited edition releases or vintage classics? No. I'm focused on you can save because they're retros. Um, Like the OG retros. Yeah, I do want them, but I'm not focused on all of them. What's the appeal of each for you? Um, A lot of the OGs, I will say, especially the Jordans, they take me back to a time period of my childhood, especially anything before 1991. So, like, I remember the threes, the white cement threes being I'm going to get you sucker." Uh, the white cement force from do the right thing of course the jordan five the fresh prince and you know an in six that was jordan's first championship and watching it you on know, white man can't jump but seen it everywhere on television um and i will say this shout out to uh kadeen hardison with his character on different world he was a big time jordan fan uh, Marlon Wayans when he played his character on the Wayne Brothers he was a big time he had a, he had a good collector of Jordans as well as Martin Lawrence he had a good run with Jordans on his show and you know Will Smith of course on his show do you wear all the sneakers in your collection or do you have some of them that are strictly for display everything in my collection I wear except for maybe one pair and that pair is just old and It probably just needs to be glued, re-glued and whatnot. It's from 2001, but it's a special shoe. I probably would never get rid of it. What do you look for when deciding to add a new pair to your collection? Is it all about the aesthetics, the rarity, or the personal significance? So with that question, I would tell you that it does mean something Uh, sometimes it's the color. Sometimes I, like I said, I like what I like, but as far as like Jordans, it does come down to whether or not if it's an OG and I really want it. Yeah. I'm going to cop it. If it's, um, if it comes down to a color, I like the color. I'm definitely going to get it. Um, perfect example would be the Royal 13s. Like I've never seen them in that colorway before. So that was unique. And I said, yo, I'm gonna cop those. Same with these um, UNC threes. I said, yo, I like Carolina blue. I'm gonna cop those. And the fact that it's got the cement print on the side and I mean, the Jumpman is in that Carolina blue is just something about it, just makes it look special. Um, do you actively participate in online sneaker communities or forums? Which ones are your favorite? Um, the last community I was in was Sneaker, a uh, Secret Sauce. And like I said, I just got out of that. It was a good group. There's a lot of information. They have a lot of raffles. They have a good system. If you're trying to cop a lot of shoes, that's where you want to be. Um, they can help you out. They, they, like I said before, it's a really good group. Um, have you ever attended a sneaker convention or event yes um here in Michigan they have the sneaker exchange every so often um the first sneaker come not the last one the first one that ever came to Detroit I went to that one me and a good a good friend of mine we used to work together so yeah that that I've been to those at least that i I would like in the future to go to ones outside the state I think that would be very dope are there any upcoming releases you're looking forward to or any grills you're still trying to find for your collection? Now that one, I will tell you right now, yes. The Playoff 8s are coming out. I want those. Um, I'm waiting for the Phone Positive Royals to re-release. Uh, I have a pair from 2011. I missed the 20th Anniversary ones. i probably still cop those, but... You know I'm not trying to pay a lot for that shoe or for resale. Um, there's plenty of grills that's still out there. Um, I still have not got a pair of taxi 12s. Um, believe it or not, I'm not the biggest Jordan 1 fan, but I still don't have a pair of Chicago's. Yeah, beat me over the head. Um, I don't have a pair of Jordan 1 black and reds, aka Breads. I don't have a pair of those. So I there's still some out there. I still would like to cop and need to cop. Um, their military blues. I you know I would love to have those as well. Um, the sport blues and the white infrared sixes. They came out with the Oreo sixes, but they didn't come out with the infrared six. I don't know what was holding them up with that. And they call it the Raptor seven, but the Raps weren't around, so we're just gonna call the playoff sevens. He hit the. Six threes in one game in the NBA Finals. I'm still waiting on those. Um, As far as like, mm, I pretty much have every 11 you can think of. There's not really too many 11s I don't have. But I'm just looking at it right now. I don't really see too many 11s I don't have. But I know I don't have the taxi 12s. I got the playoff 12s. I like to have the black toe 14s again. Um, yeah, I got the playoff 13. Yeah, it's it's eh, I still got a lot. Still got a lot of OGs I still want. What advice do you give someone who's just starting to get into the sneaker collection and wants to learn more? Sorry about that. Um, let me rephrase the question. The audio went out a little bit. Sorry about that. What advice would you give someone who just started to get into the sneaker collecting and wants to learn more? I would tell you the best thing you can do is research. Go on YouTube and watch a few guys. Pay any to of course, if you're into foams. Jump in if you're into Jordans. Because he has a lot of Jordans. He has other shoes too, but he really has, majority of his collection are Jordans and rare Jordans. Um, I would say Unbreakable Kids because he does a weekly, he does a show based on all the shoes that are coming out, good information, Jumper Man Chris, Mr. Former Simpson, and wear testers. Because he's gonna tell you the that uh the tech aspects of each shoe, and he's very knowledgeable. And all these guys I'm suggesting, they have great content, enjoyable content. You will you'll fall in love with their content. And Tony D2 Wild, he's also awesome, too. Let me throw him in there. And like I said, just you'll discover somebody or several people that you love. Those are just my suggestions. Um, Also, you know, do your research. Um, Put all the retail apps on your phone. Um, Understand how, you know, you got to have the points. You got to understand that JD Finish Line will send you an email early in the morning while you sleep and grant you early access if you only get to it. You got to hurry up because sometimes, depending on the shoe, it could be just gone just like that. So the biggest thing I would tell anyone if you want to be a sneakerhead or sneaker enthusiast, once again, got to have patience. Got to have patience. You got to roll with how the culture is going to change. You know, today is all, you know, apps with their raffle systems someone might throw you a curve and say hey we're doing in-store raffles so you got to just be flexible flexible and patience those are the two main ingredients to being in this sneaker culture we'll be back with final thoughts As we come to the end of this episode, um, this is the first time I'm taping in my sneaker room. Um, few people have seen it, um, and the few that have seen it, they have given me the response that I was looking for, like the oh my god, there's like a footlocker in here. It's like, nah, I think other people have it more than I do. This is only a little bit, but to be a sneaker enthusiast, to be a sneaker head or sneaker collector, um, it's no different than any other hobby. You know, people collect stamps. Some people collect baseball or basketball cards, etc. Whatever you're into, um, they all have all the same intangibles. There's passion. There's love. There's time, and we didn't get into every aspect of being a sneaker enthusiast or a sneaker collector but trust and believe that there's room for growth in future episodes dealing with sneakers and you're going to hear not just from me but you're going to hear from other people about what they do and what their process is and certain shoes they are looking forward to copying and you know why this shoe here was the sneaker of the year and whatnot. so I'd like to say thank you for listening. Please subscribe and y'all be safe out there. Take care till next time. Peace.